Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited to dive into yet another epic Rebel Radio conversation with my new friend, Kian, all the way from Brazil. I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Kian. Welcome. Woo. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got an interesting background and story, and I'm sure many of my listeners would love to know. Yeah. What element are you most interested in? Because there's a lot of that elements to me. And Yeah, absolutely. Well, talk about your football career a little bit and how you got into coaching and what shifted in that for you. Yeah. Well, since I was in third grade, my dream was to play in the NFL, and uh, I was able to get all the way there. And as I got there, it was quickly ripped from underneath me. I got told I'd never be able to play football again due to a injury that I had in college that I didn't realize was as severe as the doctors found it when I got to camp with the, the Kansas City Chiefs. So my career was cut short in football, and uh, I realized I wanted nothing to do with my degree, which was finance. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> very opposite of really anything that I'm doing. Now, it's great to have the information now with, with my life and, and how to run things, but uh, it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I ended up riding my bike to the library every day for a month, ended up just reading book after book, and I picked up a book called The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. And this book talked about uh, this heaven on earth that we could experience. And I'm like, what the heck is this? What is this? <laughs> right. And uh, that intrigued me. And that immediately spun me to a place of realizing I wanted to get into learning more about this and applying a lot of the principles that I'd learned in the book and be able to show other people how to do the same. And uh, personal training was the first thing that came to me as far as the option of being able to coach other people. It was something I knew a lot about, was very good at. I eventually segued into working with the internal side of health as I'd mastered the external side but was lacking internally in some ways as far as uh, my digestion and heartburn and low energy. So I started showing other people how to work past their autoimmune conditions and digestive disorders. After doing that for a while, I found that a lot of the people that I was working with were struggling with things much deeper than just the nutritional side of things, which was something at the mental emotional level. So I started working with my clients on the mental emotional side and uh, ended up moving to Colombia in the meantime. And uh, ended up meeting a lot of other entrepreneurs and found that a lot of the entrepreneurs I was working with were struggling with something similar, but also very different as a lot of my clients that I was working with autoimmune conditions. So being a high achiever myself, which I would define as somebody that has a harder time uh, sitting down than standing up off the couch. That's me. Right? <laughs> we, we tend to be very successful. And because we tend to be successful at things that we do, not a lot of people tend to think that we have problems. Mm -hmm. So after doing a lot of internal work on myself, continually doing internal work on myself, I found that I loved working with people that were similar to me. And that's where I f went full in on that about two years ago. Mm -hmm. So then I've been doing that. I moved in a couple different spots. Now I'm in, in Brazil. Uh, but yeah. 
I love it. I love it. So along the way, I mean, Bruce Lipton, he's one of my favorites in this industry. And I actually, I read one of your posts this morning that just, I loved it. I've read a few of your posts on social media recently. Uh, I always stalk my, <laughs> my guests before I bring them on the show. But one thing that you were saying in this post was about how marketing needs to be kind of an inside job when we're marketing ourselves as entrepreneurs, because we can get all the strategy and the funnels and all the things to do. But if you're not aligned and energetically in the right place, it's not going to work. And I just, I love that post. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. It's kind of like what we talked about at the beginning or before we got on live when you're like, I just don't have effort and time to, to do all this editing stuff for the podcast. Yeah. Right. And I would say it's the same thing. It's like, I don't have the energy to try to be somebody that I think that I'm supposed to be to attract the people that I feel like I should work with. And you know that's what the majority of marketers, uh, they talk about is they talk about, Cindy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> We've got some internet glitch, it's fine. I'm still here. Okay. Well, we might we might have to edit edit that little little part or not. Yeah, we uh, don't edit. But it's it's. <laughs> I love. It. We're just gonna roll then, baby. But it's way it's 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 for me it's exhausting to try to have to be who I'm supposed to be to try to attract the people that I want to work with, and not a lot of people know about this magnetism marketing. Because they've been shoved down the idea of their throats of that we have to be somebody other than who we want to be to get what we want. And uh, my tolerance for manipulation or manipulating other people, I should say, has gotten a lot lower. That's what I found has been very exhausting for me is not allowing myself to be as I am because I've tried to get certain outcomes. But now I just don't tolerate tolerance for that because I don't have tolerance for lying to other people anymore by not uh, allowing myself to show up as I really am or want to be. It's actually allowed there to be a lot more success and, and money to come into my life than I could ever possibly imagine. So I put in way less effort as far as uh, uh, attracting people and I, I make more, which is what I teach. So yes, cool. I love that. I teach the same thing. It's just, you know, it is exhausting trying to be somebody you're not. Just step up and be you and you are enough. I think that's the key there is that you can attract yeah, people so, that you want to work with by just being you. Yeah. And here's the thing too, though, is like there's this idea that who I am is static, right? Mm -hmm. This is who I show up on social media as. This is who I will present myself as. And this is who I am. So people do that. They say, okay, yeah. well, this is my authentic self. This is me. And they put themselves in this box of who they believe their authentic self is. And maybe in that season, that is true. Yeah. Maybe in that season, they, they are exemplifying whatever it is that that character wants to take on of who you are in that season. Mm -hmm. But then don't allow themselves to continue to evolve. Like I, I, I say on my Instagram, I'm like, yo, change your Instagram bio as much as you want. There's some coaches that say, don't change it. Make sure it's the same. But like, fuck that. Why? <laughs> right? You're constantly evolving and changing. And actually you should start to feel not aligned with different operating systems. And it's actually super healthy and essential to allow the flow of the only thing that's guaranteed in life and permanence to run its course. Yes. Yes. I love that. Don't put yourself in a fucking box. 
Yeah. Even if the, it's the authentic box, right? This right. is why yeah. like, this is why I authentically am. Well, okay, maybe in this season, but right. you're also going to evolve and you're going to change. Yes, because how boring would life be if we didn't evolve? Oh. <laughs> no thanks. No well, thanks. for me, for me, for me, very boring. But for many people, they're stuck in a place of surviving, so they need that stability to justify their okayness. Right. Yes. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. Yes, it is. <laughs> so talk to me about this concept. So self-mastery is like this word like success. It doesn't really have a definition. Uh, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's a little confusing and subjective. So I'm curious what self-mastery means to you. Hmm. Self-mastery. It feels heavy. It feels kind of like almost like limiting in a sense, because to me, self-mastery, if you're trying to master yourself would imply that you consciously know what is best for yourself. And I don't think that at least I don't feel that I always know what is best for me. And so by creating space for there to be ambiguity and randomness and to fall in love with the ambiguity and randomness and to be okay with the ambiguity and randomness and the impermanence of life. That to me feels like more self mastery than any type of objective that I consciously get myself to do. Right. Mm -hmm. The list of the house, the person, the debt, the debt, the debt. Like, that's not self mastery to me. Self mastery yeah. to me would be the falling in love with the randomness and ambiguity and impermanence and the okayness of all of that. To me, that would be self mastery. I love that. Just leaning into the unknown and swan diving into life, right? That's it. Right. And it's not to say that, that, that we don't have things that we're inspired to accomplish and do. Right? I have things that I want. Uh, that I have an intention for, but I'm not really in charge of the how. Yes. And that's where self-mastery is falling in love with the randomness of the how and the, the, the real faith and trust. You want to talk about the space of where, where God lives, potentially it's, it's in the faith and the unknown. That's the highest level of love that I would say that you can ever give to mm -hmm. a creator is saying that I trust and I'm not going to try to control the whole thing. I can set intentions for what I want, for when it becomes really, really strong and powerful. And I feel that, mm -hmm. but for me, a, a belief in a greater power and, and true self mastery is falling in love with just that space of, of trusting that whatever happens or what is placed in front of me is, is meant to happen. Now I would also say that to get to that space of being able to do that of connectedness, it does take some level of transformation. It's kind of like somebody to follow their intuition that's never really like doesn't know anything ab about it. It's, what does like, that mean? <laughs> My intuition is telling me to just not do anything. Like, yeah, okay, you, there's some some work that needs to be done. There's some some moving around and screws put in different places that need to happen. So, I would I wouldn't say that like to just tell somebody to go like fall into whatever happens. Right. If, right. But like. I think getting to that place of being able to do that mm -hmm. is really self-mastery. 
Yeah, I agree with that. If this is something that I teach to my clients all the time is you need to know who you are in that very moment, right? We're always evolving, but who are you? What do you want? And then not your job to know how. Just take the next step and you'll figure it out along the way. You know the first step that needs to happen. And then from there, you're like, well, let's see where we go from here. Right. And that releasing of the control. That's how I see it. It's just release control. You don't have control. The universe is working on your behalf. And all your job is, is to focus on what you want and take the next step. That's it. Did I lose you again? Yeah. And I agree. <laughs> No, I, 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 I agree. And Cindy, I, I, I agree with that. Now, I would also maybe go one step back from that. And I would say one of the most powerful things that anybody can do is that they're given permission to not know what they want. And I would say that for, I would assume because you're a high achiever yourself, mm -hmm. right? I would assume that your audience is probably – high achievers. Mm -hmm. And I would say most high achievers have always been in, a, been in a place of having to know what is right or having to have things figured out probably sooner than they otherwise should have. Mm -hmm. And I would say we're very forward thinking people. And one of the most powerful things that high achievers can do, I would say, is give themselves permission not know what they want and through the space of the permission of not having to know what we want allows there to be weight lifted and allows there to be permission to be messy yes. and permission to not be perfect mm -hmm. right which can then allow space for what our heart truly desires independent of what our insecurity says that we need to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think for me, when I talk about what do you want, it's a, because especially with what's going on in the world right now, it's really easy to get distracted and pulled away by media and all the things that we don't want. We don't want to see racism. We don't want COVID to continue. We don't want all these things. But if we spend all our time focused over there, we're just perpetuating that and perpetuating the fear. But when I'm talking about what do you want, you may not know the things you want or what you want to achieve or, you know, the house you want. And it, that's OK. You can figure that out along the way. But how do you want to experience life? And to me, that's a feeling mm. state. You can feel wealthy and happy and excited and passionate and not have to focus on all of the distraction and fear mongering that's going on over here. And that way we create our own life, even though we don't necessarily fully know what it is, we're creating wealth and passion and excitement and bliss just by focusing on that piece. Right? I love that you made that specification. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not about wanting the things. Yeah, that, that's well, that, that's it, though. And I think I think, Cindy, I think what a lot of personal development, right, the community of personal development teaches is like knowing what you want in the physical sense, knowing the inside interior of the house that you want, knowing your dream car, knowing your amount of money that you want to make. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're talking about is very, very, very essential 
to living a life of uh, more fun and less stress. Yeah. Yeah. When we focus on the inside instead of the outside, the, the outside's just a side effect of what you're creating on the inside. So if you're creating passion and bliss and excitement and wealth in your heart, then all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere. And you're like, oh, look at that. I'm wealthy. Can't see that. <laughs> It's crazy how that works, but it's, it's so crazy. true. It is so true. It, is, it feels crazy because you're like, what do you mean if I just create it in my own heart? It's how it works. So on the topic of wealth, this is another conversation that we love to have at Rebel Radio because I'm a wealth activator. I'm passionate about putting the money in the hands of the people who give a fuck so that we can change the world. What does wealth mean to you? Ooh, what does wealth mean to me well for me personally freedom is probably the number one priority that that i have for myself and having the space to be able to operate in the place of, of sovereignty in me so for me wealth is my capacity to be able to be a sovereign individual mm -hmm. and that's emotionally but also physically, I want to be able to be where I want when I want. I want to be able to do what I want when I want. And I'm a Midwest boy. So I, you know, we're very okay with not a lot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I don't really want a lot of complexity. Even me in Brazil, I have my spot that I'm at and I have a pretty consistent routine where I go, you know, do a lot of things that I enjoy. But I want the ability to be able to do things that I want to do, even if I don't do them. Right. Right. So <laughs> for me, for me, wealth is is uh, my capacity to operate as a, a sovereign um, individual. Yes, I love that. Sovereignty is everything. It's everything. Everything. And that's yeah. why I say my, my my coaching is. You know, I'm I'm a genie that 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 coaches. Uh, emotional sovereignty. I've never heard anybody else say it before, but I teach emotional sovereignty, the ability to be able to maintain uh, your own emotional integrity independent of, of anything else or anyone else around you. Oh, I love that so much. Yes, that's so good. And I think that if we're trying to just put food on the table and scrape by and just be able to make ends meet, that's not sovereignty. That's control. And you're being controlled by all this out here, right? And so when we have that sovereignty, then we can't, and even if we choose not to do anything with it, we have the choice to go mm -hmm. do something. When you're just scraping by and putting food on the table, you don't have the choice. It's not there. And here, here's the thing too, Cindy, 100%. And the interesting part is like that people have the illusion that, that they, they do have an element of, of choice. And it's so funny. And I even, you know, for me too, I, I've caught myself in the past doing this and still in some ways, I'm sure I am of demonizing some ways of being because we don't have the capacity to do it. Mm -hmm. and, um, it's like, Oh, I wouldn't want to do that because that would mean, you know, this about me, but actually I just don't know how to do it and I can't, and, and I don't have the resources or, or the wherewithal to be able to get it. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people will justify to themselves that they're okay in situations by demonizing other things. They might say, oh, he and that guy's out living in, in Brazil and doing whatever he wants to do. And, and I would, oh, I would never do that. That's not something I would do. Right. 
It's like, okay, okay well, why not? But yeah. if you had the resources, maybe, right, maybe, maybe, maybe you would. would. Right? <laughs> so, exactly. So I think that's a big thing for, for anybody listening. You know, I even, like I said, catch myself at times doing this, but really like asking yourself before you, you demonize a different system outside of what you're operating out of, ask yourself like, okay, well, would actually maybe that feel good to me if I had the resources or I, I knew how to do it? And when we can ask ourselves that question, we can begin to shift how we think about things and then shift our point of attraction. Yes. Yes, exactly. I was actually right. having this Allowing exact conversation. I was having this exact conversation with my mom the other day because she saw this house that was like, must have been 17 bedrooms. It was like a castle, right? And she went straight into judgment of like, who needs a house that big? I wouldn't want that because then I would have to clean it and all the things. And I was sitting there and I'm like, what if we looked at this from a different perspective? And I said, what if the guy is actually helping the economy because he's probably hired several people to come in and take care of the house. So he's got probably maids, probably chefs, probably people to take care of the yard work and the gardening. So he's actually helping the economy. Yes, it's a giant house and, and it's not something I would choose to have, but I think we need to start looking at the different perspectives and seeing things from the opposite end of things so that we can look at not our own judgments, but what else is possible here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's so crazy for me, just kind of like, analyzing some of my thoughts in that way it's just like holy shit like it's not actually what i think it's just <laughs> what i've been conditioned to think and i'm like this is this is nuts this is crazy i'm like yeah wow i, I spend a lot of time laughing at my own thoughts too it's like really where'd that come from <laughs> yeah. yeah the programming it's is nuts. real it's so cool though it's so cool yeah, it's really fun to observe. And I love that part of ourselves that, you know, we have the ability to observe our own mind and look at it and go, wait a second, that's not even true for me. And so then we can start to shift some of the programming that's occurred. I love that. Yeah, 100%. And what can really help too, I know we're starting to wrap up here, but what I found is, at least in my, my coaching, is, is really taking a second to look at evidence in our life if they're if it can't support a belief that we have mm -hmm. by ourselves. Like I just had a coaching call with, with a client who has made a lot of money and he's Jewish and he's been very abundant in his spending, but he has this like thing where he doesn't want to ever be perceived as being cheap. Mm -hmm. right? And so he's made a lot of money and spends it very nicely. But when it comes to making a decision for his family that he knows is right, he might not do it because it might make him be perceived as cheap. He might just say, oh, okay, well, that, that, that's more money, but let's just do that because I want to keep you happy, right? Instead of actually allowing him to be okay with what he wants and what he knows is right. So being able to look at the evidence of his life and say, dude, like you've bought this house, you've done this, you've traveled this much, you do that, da, 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 da. You're not cheap. Right? <laughs> right? So... <laughs> You're not. So so now that we know that, we can give yourself permission to understand that there's going to be a voice of judgment whenever there could be the, the situation that could present itself as being cheap. Mm -hmm. And now you begin to make different decisions in that moment because you know you're going to feel that discomfort. You know your program is going to be there. And you also know that you're not cheap, right? So now you can make a different decision in that moment. Yes. Right? So being able to look at the evidence 
of belief and actually just take a second to be like, hold on for a second. Like, is the evidence <laughs> in my life support this or not? And then you can you can take some time to like write it down and, and even like that's just really something easy and helpful. Yeah, you know, that I think a lot of people can do. I love that. Just bringing awareness to it, right? And just checking in. Wait a second, yeah. is that true? Hold on a sec. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Kian, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like I could talk to you for hours about this. But as always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? This is a great question. What do (laughs) I dream of for the world? Not really concerned with it. You don't have a dream for the world? No. No. Okay. What's your dream for you? My dream for me is for me to be able to be okay with whatever I am inspired to do and allow myself to operate in that place. And this is what I know by not focusing on the world. It allows me to put an instrumental amount of energy into myself, into operating and creating as much joy in myself as possible, allowing me and my point of attraction to increase, allowing me at the age of 27 to work with millionaires on being able to transform their minds and their hearts and thus be able to change the world in that way. So for me, I'm not saying the world can go fuck itself, but <laughs> I, think so. I do believe that in order for, right, but in order for me to be able to actually do anything for the world, I have to forget about it. Mm, yeah. And that's fill the up problem that most first. people have. Right. And, and, and not even that, but not even really, I'm not concerned with it. I have to mm-hmm. mentally do that. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm still concerned about the world, then I'm making decisions for the world, which isn't what's best for me, which actually isn't what's best for the world. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that so much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That would be my answer. It's beautiful. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out leave a review. And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com and where you can discover who you are, what you want and how to get it. Thanks for joining us and I'll see you next week.